Hi, I'm Paul Stringfellow and welcome to Tech Interviews. This week we continue our dive into security as we look to chain together those blocks with the Blockchain 101. Enjoy the show. Hi and welcome to this week's Tech Interviews. So this is a third in a short series of shows that we're doing looking at the security industry and looking at the current challenges that the IT industry is facing when it comes to security and how we secure our systems and our data. So one of the areas that's really caught my attention recently has been the idea of blockchain. So uh, it's something I'm interested in, something I don't really know an awful lot about, um, but I've managed to find a kindred spirit who's going to chat with us today and provide a little bit of insight uh, and give us a bit of a blockchain 101. So today I'm joined by uh, Ian Moore. Hi, Ian. Hi, Paul. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well, Ian. So, uh, well, thanks for taking the time to join no us today. Happy to be here. It's Yeah, I'm always happy to be anywhere myself. <laughs> um, so, um, well, so, you know, so thanks for joining us today, Ian. And, um, uh, you know, and, uh, and we'll tee this up, you know, and I, and I know neither of us are a blockchain expert. Well, but I know it's. <laughs> I know it's um, I know it's an area that we have got some common interest in. Yeah, uh, I think it's something that we we both see as as interesting in the in the technology industry. But um, but before we dive into that, yeah. why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about what you do, and um, and and then we can dive into talking about blockchain. Yeah, sure. Okay, thanks for the uh, the opportunity to speak today, Paul. My name's Ian Moore. I've been in the technology industry now for twenty years, and uh, I'm currently with uh, IBM. Okay, great. And um, so I know blockchain's got not your not your day to day job, but yeah. you, you work in the data field, don't you? Sure, so you, absolutely. We work in the data industry, so yeah. um, you know, and I think that's why kind of this this kind of technology grabs our attention. So, um, but, but maybe as a start, then, so for people who are listening to this show who are probably a little bit like me, maybe just making their first steps into blockchain and, and find out a little bit about it, yeah. or maybe not heard about it at all. I mean, do you want to just give us a little bit of an overview of of what blockchain is sure. and, and kind of what it does? Yeah, absolutely, Paul. No problem at all. So, just, I mean, I first came across blockchain probably about uh, 18 months ago. And like yourself, I'd heard the, the phrase blockchain and I thought, well, you know, what is it? What is it that's, that uh, everyone's raving about this, this thing called blockchain? And the, the phrase that I now use to explain what it is and how much of an impact it is going to have on everybody's life is... Uh, what the internet did for communications, blockchain will do for what we call trusted transactions. So it really will impact everybody's life, not just in technology, but your average man on the street. Even though he may not know uh, it as blockchain, eventually uh, he will be impacted by blockchain. So we talk about trusted transactions. So yeah. what, what do you mean by that? What's the definition of one of those? Okay, so first off, there's, there's nothing overly new to the, uh, the principles behind blockchain. So if we look at business, business uh, never operates in isolation. So they are participants in a business network. So you've got uh, business networks that connect customers, suppliers, banks, and regulators, and they cross uh, geographical boundaries. That then generates wealth as goods and services, and they move across this network, and this flow is referred to as a market. Now, the growth of the wealth can be constrained if the network is, is heavily siloed or inefficient. So the ownership of these assets pass across the network in return for payments, and these are governed by contracts. Uh, the assets can be tangible, intangible, and obviously we're most comfortable with, with tangible like cars and houses, etc. You also have intangible assets like 
financial instruments are the most obvious ones, but you've also got intellectual assets like patents and, and, and growing digital assets, uh, music, video games, art, and, and so on and so on. So these are all around, these are ledgers, and, and the, the key word here is the ledger. And ledgers are not new. They've been used for like double entry bookkeeping since the 1400s when there was a guy called, and you have to excuse my pronunciation, he was called Luca Pacioli, and he was a Franciscan monk. And he's the bloke who created double entry bookkeeping. Uh, and the commercial usage of the term is for the principal book of account in business. And it's the system of record for recording asset transfer in and out of a business. But what's new here is the shared ledger, because up to this up to this point, each participant had their own ledger. And it's this sharing that is the, the foundation for, for, for blockchain. And it introduces a, an interesting set of technical challenges, uh, as in the identity of the participant and the privacy, and also the transaction privacy. So currently everyone keeps their own ledgers and they're updated to represent business transactions as they occur. And this is expensive and it's expensive due to the replication of the effort. And you've obviously got all the intermediaries uh, adding margin for the services. It's also very inefficient as the business conditions or the contract is duplicated by every network participant. And, and probably more importantly, uh, it's also very vulnerable because if a, if a central system, i.e. a bank, is compromised due to an incident, this affects the whole business network. An incidence of fraud, cyber attack, or a simple mistake, as we know, are, are quite common nowadays. So this is where blockchain comes in. And a, a blockchain is an architecture that gives participants the ability to share a ledger which is updated every time a transaction occurs uh, through peer-to-peer -peer replication. Uh, cryptography is used to ensure that the, the participants of the network only see the parts of the ledger that are relevant to them. And these transactions are secure or authenticated and are verifiable. So blockchain allows uh, for these contracts for asset transfer to be embedded in the transaction database uh, and that determines the conditions under which the transaction can occur. Now, network participants agree how these transactions are verified through what's known as consensus or similar mechanisms. So a blockchain has a, a number of key attributes and, and this is really, if you take anything away from this podcast today, these are the key bits. The first bit is it must have a consensus. So that means all participants agree that a transaction is valid. It must have provenance. That means participants know where the asset came from and how its ownership has changed over time. And it must have immutability. And you'll hear this, this word used a lot within the blockchain field. So immutability means no participant can tamper with a transaction once it's agreed. So if a, if a transaction was entered in error, then a new transaction must be used to reverse the error with both of, of the transactions visible. So they in effect, they're, they're immutable. And then the last one is finality or finality, which means there is only one place to determine the ownership of an asset or completion of a transaction. And that's what a shared ledger is or, or blockchain.
So, yes, that's, um, so, I mean, I, mean I, I think that's a, that, that's a really interesting kind of overview yeah. of, of where blockchain technology sits or, or what blockchain technology is. So, you know, I mean, just, just winding back a touch there. Yeah. So, I, I mean, is your view of that then, that the reason that, you know, it's interesting that we've started by talking about the financial industry and we'll kind of get into some of the other places where we see blockchain, you know, having an impact um, uh, later on. Yeah. So I think one of the places that people talk about, it's a lot of things like Bitcoin, yeah. which, which is driven by driven by the blockchain idea. Yeah. But, but are we thinking that, you know, the, and some of the driver for this kind of stuff has come from um you know not casting aspersions on the financial <laughs> sector but has it come from a kind of a lack of trust in a way that those previous mechanisms for delivering some of these things not just maybe not just a lack of trust but also a lack of efficiency in the way some of these things worked paul you, you've hit the nail on the head trust yes but efficiency definitely so that these transactions that at the moment can take days if not weeks through a blockchain can become near instantaneous so it is definitely all about efficiency. Absolutely. So you've hit the nail on the head. Yeah. So as we, um, you know, because obviously, as we, we, I'm sure we've all used uh, certainly knowing the field that both of my, myself and you uh, spend most of our actual day jobs in, um, you know, that we, we've talked about this idea of much more data driven, digitally yeah. driven businesses. Yeah. You know, so again, is that is that kind of a driver behind this that actually we need our things to happen more quickly, more effectively. So we're looking at new mechanisms. Yeah. We're in a digital world, we're in a connected world. It is all about speed. And if your business is not quick and agile, then you just won't survive because your competitors will be. So it, and, and people demand speed and efficiency nowadays, and this is just the next chapter. But blockchain, in effect, is the next chapter in, in that efficiency. So I suppose it's um, not, not just the speed and efficiency, is it? It's, I suppose it's the ability to do these kind of transactions because you know we've talked about the you know we've focused on, on maybe the financial sector yeah. because that seems to be where much of the blockchain conversation it, it, yeah. is at the moment yeah yeah, yeah. That, of course when we're talking at that level and we're talking about assets and assets that potentially could include things like houses i yeah. guess you know classic you know, blockchain use absolutely yeah, yeah you know that that kind of big asset yeah obviously one of the things that we need in there is not just for these transactions to be quick but for these transactions to be trusted and for to be transactions where you know i suppose if i'm selling a house and a mechanism behind me exchanging contracts perhaps is blockchain based yeah i need to know if i'm the purchaser that the house exists and the person selling the house can do it um, and then from the other end if i'm the person selling the house that the person i'm selling it to actually has the funds and money that, that they're claiming they've got access to so i suppose there's a big piece in there about this is not just about speed but this is about trusting an entire an entire process so we can deliver it quickly but everybody in that chain everybody in that process knows that they can trust the information they're getting is, is that kind of yeah yeah it is so that the, it's a shared ledger but the uh, it's a, it's in at the same time it's private so uh, the, the cryptography is central to all of this. Uh, and the beauty of it is, as you've said, it's the efficiency and the speed, but it's also the, the fact that it's uh, private, there is trust there. So the transactions are, are endorsed by all the relevant participants. And that's where you get, you achieve that with this consensus, the provenance, the immutability and the finality. I just want to go back to something that you mentioned earlier. And there's, I think there's a, there will be, and there's, there is a lot of confusion around Bitcoin and, and blockchain. So uh, Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency. And in effect, it was the first blockchain app. And, and the, where blockchain for business differs is with uh, Bitcoin, you have anonymity, 
Whereas with blockchain, it's identity over anonymity and blockchain is, is assets over cryptocurrency. So a, a, a Bitcoin, and it's had a lot of bad press as well, Bitcoin, with regards to the dark web, etc. And the reason it's used is because it offers this, this form of anonymity. And that actually is a, is a huge definition, definition difference, isn't it? That actually the blockchain itself is not about anonymity. Correct. It's about trusted parties. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, so how does so uh, you know, how, how does that work? How does when we talk about chain? And I, I don't know whether you've got one actually. Maybe an, an example yeah. of, of how a blockchain transaction might work. You know, something that we we would use blockchain to, I don't know, blockchain to authenticate. Yeah. To, you know. Okay. Uh, you've got an example of that. I have indeed. So. There are a number of, of blockchain use cases, uh, and I'll just run a, a couple of them past you. So the first one, I went to see a, a, quite a large retailer, value retailer, should we say. I went to see them a, a few weeks ago, and we were talking about various part, uh, pieces of technology and, and how we can help improve their business and so on. And uh, towards the end of the conversation, I just mentioned blockchain, and this guy's you know, he sat forward in his chair and he went, wow, blockchain, tell me all about blockchain. What is it? It's a bit like our meeting today. Yeah, absolutely. Tell me all about, blockchain. Me all about yeah. blockchain. Give me blockchain 101. So where the, the, the use case for this chat was and where it fits so well with his business, with him being in the value, in the value uh, uh, business or the value end of retail, there's a, often a lot of bad press around some of the uh, the sourcing that these organisations use in India and China, etc. And you know, for use of a better phrase, sweatshops and so on. So my view would be that for for, for them, the use of blockchain, they could uh, prove uh, via the use of the chain and, and the, the shared ledger exactly where the the product had come from and the fact that it was a from a, a sustainable and uh, you know a, a non-child labor source and they really they picked up on that and that is a classic blockchain use case the other one would be the uh, the uh, diamond industry so there's been a few films made around blood diamonds etc so in that scenario what you would do you would take some high resolution photos of the the diamond uh you would that would go into the blockchain you would hold within the blockchain the the certificates of authenticity that would go in the blockchain you would hold the real-time records of the transactions in the blockchain and finally you would maintain the product details so as I'm sure your wife knows, I know mine does, you would maintain the details around the three C's, the colour, the clarity and the carrot of the diamond. And once they were, in, they were recorded, they're immutable, they can't be changed. But that would then mean that people could prove or the jewellery industry could prove that the, the diamonds came from a reputable source. So that's just a, a couple of, of quite common use cases. Yes, that's a really interesting example. So, so if I'm I'm listening to this, I mean, what are some of the requirements for blockchain? Then, so okay. if I if I wanted to protect the the authenticity of my diamond, what are the kind of requirements that I've got? Right. Okay. So there are four main blocks. Uh, there are the the shared ledger. So you append only distributed systems of records shared across a business network. You've then got what's known as a smart contract, 
And this is the business terms that are embedded in the transaction database. And these are executed with the transactions. And then you have the privacy. So the, uh, with that, you ensure that the, you know, only the appropriate visibility transactions are secure, authenticated and verifiable. And then finally, you've got the trust. So transactions are endorsed by the relevant parties. And that's what makes up blockchain for business and then those blockchains then built up of kind of multiple people who do the authentication so you'd have um and i'm asking because i don't know so would you have multiple people would look at that and say you know so we use a diamond example before would look at that and say well i've got the claret the carrot carrots the size color and clarity so i've got all those things in there um do multiple people authenticate that and go yeah actually the information you've put in that transaction is correct yeah basically everybody gets a view of it so it's not like as i explained earlier it's not like bitcoin which is anonymous everybody gets a view of the shared ledger and it is immutable so once it's once it's in there it's not getting changed if you make a mistake the mistake stays in yeah and then the next block will be the correction yeah okay yeah so, so it's, it's yeah it's, it's, it's as we you and i would know it's open yeah <laughs> so, so it's not, and it was interesting i was listening to um a, a podcast recently where they were talking about um, and i'll put the uh, the episode in the show notes actually yeah um where they were talking about uh, blockchain and one of the things that they were speaking about was some of the uses of this kind of technology outside of what we've talked about here so for example the use of this kind of technology in ways of securing things like dns records yeah so that we would have a dns record for our our, our service our server on the internet and even if we'd made an error that those blocks were immutable and we couldn't change them. Sure. So the idea that we could do things like denial of service attack by stealing dns records and redirecting them somewhere for example yeah actually that goes away because we we would be able to see that that's not the real record and the real record actually looks like this you know is correct that, yeah correct. so because so, i think there's there's some wide-ranging possibilities around this technology and um i know one of the things you want to talk about before actually was that the, the, some of the benefits of this you know and i know we've talked on kind of a, a wide yeah. a wider level but but what are some of the benefits as you see them then yeah. for adoption of, of things like blockchain okay so the, the first one is time it saves time so transaction time goes from days to near instantaneous uh, the, the second one for, which is really important obviously for business is it removes costs so it removes overheads and the the cost of intermediaries uh, as you will know from some of your recent podcasts uh, around security it reduces risk so there's the, no tampering fraud and it, and it reduces the, the cyber crime uh, in, or potential of uh, cybercrime impact and then finally also increases trust so it increases trust through the shared processes and the the record keeping so uh, some of the other benefits are it you know it improves their discoverability so ev- whenever when any sorry when everyone on an exchange can view the same ledger it's easy to broadcast uh, an intention or offer by appending it for example in a trading network all asks and bids would be visible to every network participant. And, and also the other one would be uh, automated trust process. So unlike a centralized system where only the network operator can create a, a generalized solution that fits every user's needs, blockchain networks allow each participant to create customized solutions using their own proprietary uh, business logic while running on the same common ledger. And then the other one would be uh, it's, it's trusted record keeping. So by design, no one party can modify, delete, or append any record to the ledger without the consensus mm. of everybody. 
so that in effect makes the the system useful for um, you know ensuring the immutability that word again as i referred to at the beginning of contracts and, and legal documents and and you know as you, you're right to point out security and as yeah. I, I said in the introduction you know this is kind of the third in a in a little series that we're doing looking at kind of modern it and date security technologies yeah. um and i think it's the idea that we've got multiple trusted sources verifying a piece of data, verifying a piece of information, you know, and I think there's some real value in that. Sure. So, well, look, as, as we kind of come to the, um, the the end of our time here, there's, there's a couple of things I wanted to touch on with you. Um, one of those was, if I'm somebody listening to this and maybe yeah. I'm a CTO or a CIO or an IT architect or, or somebody running a business and looking at my organisation and wondering whether blockchain has a part to play in it, yeah. what are the kind of things that I should be looking for where blockchain might have some value for me, might, might bring something to my business? Sure, okay. One thing I would say is um, blockchain is, even though I'm very passionate about it, it's not the panacea for everything. So you, you would need to look at what business challenge you're trying to solve and that's where you know we, we can definitely help with that. Uh, but it, it's, it, it is something that in my opinion, will be very soon, will be all pervasive. As I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, uh, you know, the blockchain will do for uh, trusted transactions what the internet did for communications. But I think the easiest thing to do is just to reach out to, you know, if you want to reach out to me, feel free. And uh, I'll be more than happy to to point people in the right direction. That's, I think that's been a really fascinating uh, kind of, you know, we talked at the beginning about a, a blockchain 101 and I think you've definitely given that. I think, you know, you've obviously some enthusiasm and, and, and like me, some real interest in this topic and, and where it's going to sit. Um, so if people do want to find out more from yourself or maybe some of, some of the content that you share online, you know, how, how can people find you on the internet? Okay, the easiest place would be to reach out to me via Twitter, Paul, and I am at, at Ian underscore Dmore. I will. Uh, I'll put that in the show notes. But uh, yeah, I mean, by, by all means, follow. Uh, I'd follow Ian on Twitter because there's lots of good uh, good information he puts out, particularly around this topic. You know, with uh, sharing some some really useful stuff. Uh, and and with, there's probably a couple of websites as well that will pop in the show notes that uh, that people might be able to go and get their their initial blockchain uh, back, blockchain background. So um, well, look, Ian, look, really appreciate your time. Thanks for coming in and sharing pleasure. some of your experiences uh, around blockchain with us. And uh, look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thanks very much. Likewise. Cheers, Paul. Take care. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. For show notes, pop over to techstringy.com, where you'll also find all of our previous Tech Interviews episodes. If you want to make sure you catch the show in future, then why not subscribe? And you could also leave us a review. You'll be able to find us on iTunes, SoundCloud and Stitcher, and all other good homes of podcasts. So until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>